This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. by Kleba, gets right to the rim, and dunked it with a right hand. 79-70. First time in a long time, it's been a single-digit game. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Ah, Tim Roy on the call last night. Warriors working their way back from a 19-point deficit, nine at that point. They were down two going to the fourth quarter would take the lead on an Otto Porter 3 at the beginning of the fourth quarter and never trail again. The Warriors overcoming the deficit, overcoming a 21.3-point barrage from the Dallas Mavericks and a 42-point game from from Luka Doncic. Uh, We got full phone lines, Whitey, as we head into hour number four of Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. Gary St. Jean joining us at the bottom of the hour. Whitey, I know you've got... Some trivia that you want to get to here uh, at some point. We'll do that coming up. But uh, let's let's get to the phones. And uh, the people mm-hmm. want to talk, and it's been great. A lot of calls today, a lot of great calls today. Uh, and we'll get it rolling with John in San Francisco here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. I just want to say, man, uh, Luka Doncic, he's a European uh, James Harden. You know, he scores a lot, but uh, he's a go-through guy on defense. He gives up 52 it's minus 12 for the night. I mean, you're not going to beat the, a team like the Warriors so smart by doing that. Uh, I just want to give kudos to, uh, to Von Looney, man. Without his 22 rebounds in game one, you know, I think 11 of that was offensive. And then last night, you know, they just forgot about him. and scored 21 points. Uh, I think him and uh, Curry head-to-head right now as the front runners for, uh, you know, Western Conference uh, Finals uh, MVP. And uh, I just want to... You know, the Warriors to go to Dallas and just step on their throat and close this out. Because, uh, you know, if we happen to face uh, the Boston Celtics, that's a different kind of monster, man. We need to get ready, and hopefully they, they'll get some risk because they're going to need it. Thanks for the call, John. I know uh, you mentioned Austin and San Jose kind of calling me out earlier. We've had so many calls. We didn't really get in back into it in great depth. We touched on it a little bit. Uh, but you look at, at the series coming up if the Warriors do face the Celtics, and that that is going to be a difficult series. And the, the the Celtics have a lot of players that, that are two-way players. I think Steve Kerr mentioned last night the playoffs are about two-way play and two-way players. The Celtics, I think, more than anybody have two-way players, and in particular defensive-minded players. They are similar to Memphis in in some ways with a little bit more polish offensively that is a dangerous dangerous team the warriors are going to face i agree with john on that yeah and as far as you know the harden luka comparison i thought these numbers are really interesting i know we got a lot of calls to get to jd but 
Luca last night, 40 points, seventh time he scored 40 or more in a playoff game for the Mavericks, which is tied now with Dirk for the most in franchise history. And yet Dallas is only two and five in those games. So again, that's nothing against him, but it just shows this team, if they need Luca to score that many, they're not getting enough from, from the other players. And real quick, as far as Looney, uh, 21 and 12 last night, first warrior center, to go 20 and 10 in a playoff game since. And I looked it up. Robert Parrish, April 14th, <laughs> 1977, in game two of a best of three first round series against the Detroit Pistons. The Warriors' starting lineup of that game was Rick Barry, Phil Smith, Clifford Ray, Sonny Parker, and Gus Williams. And the Chief, Robert Parrish, as a rookie, scored 20 points, 12 rebounds. April of 77, last time a Warrior center went for 20 and 10 in a playoff game before mm-hmm. Louis last night. Wow. Wow. I mean, just incredible. If if we're talking about stuff that predates my lifetime, you're talking about <laughs> a, a long time. Yep. yep. As, as as I start to to get to get up there a little bit uh, in age. Matt in Palo Alto. Uh Palo Alto is next here on on Warriors this week. Hey Matt. Why JD? How you guys doing, man? What's doing up, well, Matt? Matt. How how are you? What's on your mind? Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing well, and I, look, I just wanted to make a quick comment about Draymond Green. Look, we, we've talked, a lot of people have been making comments about Draymond Green was really bad last night, and, and if, you go, if you scroll down the Twitter timeline, people are going to be saying things like, get him off the floor, he needs to be, you know, getting less minutes and blah, blah, blah. And look, there's nights where Steph Curry will shoot like 7 of 21 or something like that. I think the same goes for Draymond Green. You know, he's, obviously, he's not going to take 21 shots, but like, He's going to have games where defensively he's fouling and he's just making plays that kind of is the defensive equivalent of a 7-for-21 shooting night. So we don't say, ah, Steph Curry needs less minutes. Clay Thompson needs less minutes. We just got to, you know, reset, hit the reset button, come back the next game, and he'll get it, he'll get it together. But that, that championship caliber team is going to need his presence. They're going to need him to, like it was mentioned earlier, just kind of control himself. Make sure that he, you know, recenters himself, plays that championship level defense, and has that leadership quality that they're going to need to complete this title run. Excellent call, Matt. Yeah, Draymond Green wasn't good last night, but he ain't playing less minutes, Whitey. Like it's just, no. it, it's not happening. I thought it was interesting that Steve Kerr last night was on the floor. I think this might have been when Draymond was getting into it with Reggie Bullock, and Steve Kerr was apparently telling him, you already have one, because, you know, the deficit they were facing, the last thing the Warriors and Steve Kerr wanted to face was trying to come back without Draymond. I, You know, it's one of the most impressive aspects of that comeback last night that they were able to come from so far back without their guy who organizes things uh, at both ends of the floor. The one thing that worries me above everything else about going to Dallas is, you know, it's NBA basketball. Sometimes games are called differently depending on the venue. And, you know, if the Warriors get into foul trouble early tomorrow for whatever reason, you know, they do tend to foul a lot. I'm not blaming it on the officials, but that could be a real problem for them in these next two games. Hopefully they can they can defend without fouling, which I know was a real point of emphasis, especially in game one. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about you know last night being a pretty big blow coming from the Mavs. I think Game Three is going to be the biggest shot that that the war maybe not mm-hmm. in terms of twenty one threes, but in terms of just physicality, competitiveness. If the Mavs are going to make this thing a series, tomorrow night's game in Dallas is a is a must must win for them. Really, the next two games 
are must-win games, which goes back to just the added importance of being able to get the 2 nothing lead as opposed to being 1-1 and, and heading to Dallas for, for these games as they now come rapid fire every other day. David in San Francisco next on Warriors this week. Hey, David. Hi, how you doing today? Doing well. Great. Uh, I have just one comment. Uh, this series is actually already over now, even though it's 2-0. There is a little-known NBA rule that states that if any team lets Kevon Looney score more than 20 points, it's over. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. There you huh. go. Yeah. Check it. Appreciate the call. Thanks, thanks for the call. Checking in there. Wasn't yeah, aware of that new, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's about it. Yeah. It. It's. Well, it's about to be un, undefeated if the Warriors win this series all time. <laughs> if that. If that does wind up uh, ringing true, I know I had the the two nothing, uh, adva- uh, two nothing numbers, four hundred and nine times out of four hundred and forty one series. So 92.7% of the time, a team with a 2 nothing lead goes on to win that series. Just 32 times has a team recovered from an 0-2 deficit. Obviously, the Mavs are the most recent team to be able to do it in the second round of the playoffs this year, the round that they just played against the Suns when they were down 0-2 going home. But how do you come back from 0-2 going, going home? you got to win all your home games. And that's exactly what the Mavs did in the last series. They've lost, I think, one game at home uh, in, in the playoffs to this point. And so we'll, we'll see how, how everything shakes out as far as tomorrow night and Tuesday night go. But the Warriors have a hell of an opportunity to just kind of hang around tomorrow and and withstand the Mavs' best shot. And if Dallas isn't hitting the three ball, I think the Warriors have got a great shot tomorrow to to win that game and take the commanding 3 nothing lead and really put Dallas uh, up on their heels to where it, it would be at that point night-night. There's there's a, a part of my brain I think that has is having trouble accepting the way Kevon Looney has been scoring and how efficient he is because I keep checking the numbers fifteen for nineteen in two games Kevon Looney fifteen for nineteen so looking at it from the other side Dallas to the point you're making who does Dallas need to play better I thought it was clear before last night they really needed Brunson to play better and he did but now they need we yeah. talked about already Dinwiddie is just like where is he and Maxi Kleba and I don't know that he's capable of it but they need those two guys to really play well for them to have a chance of keeping up with the Warriors No I think you're you're spot on with that they got to have it click and there's just more margin for error for the Warriors yep. in in this series mm-hmm. they they have the ability and I much to, you know, Steiny and I mixed it up a little bit during the last few days that I was sitting in for Guru. But but one of the things we really got into it about was I have a strong belief that that the Warriors just don't have to play as well uh, to to beat the Mavs. The Mavs need everything to go right, and I think last night's indicative. They hit twenty one three pointers last night. And all it did, and, and I'm looking going back into the fourth quarter, they, they had 17 threes, the Mavs did, going into the fourth quarter last night. They had made 17 threes, and all that got the Mavs was a two-point. That All it got the Mavs was a chance to where if they played a really good fourth quarter, they might win the game. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that in and of itself is just very, very telling. You hit 21 threes, 
you need to be winning the game where you're not sweating it out down the stretch, and the Mavs couldn't do it. And then on top of that, J.D., and you're right, on top of that, in that fourth quarter, Dallas made four of five threes. Uh, They shot 60% from the floor, so it's not like their offense collapsed, and they still lost that game uh, going away. The Warriors won that game going away, even though with the lead, Dallas came out and they played really well offensively in the fourth quarter. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Chris in East Oakland on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, long time listener, first time call. I, I jumped into the conversation late, but I wanted to say a few things. Um, yeah, shout out to Looney, man. I'm about to buy a jersey, so that way in 20 years I can look at another fan and wink, and they know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Love that. But like uh, – yeah, but, um, man, I just wanted to say, like, you know, us as Warrior fans, we all know uh, Draymond's, like, how valuable Draymond is to the team. But, like, he's emotional. Like, when he gets into it with the refs and starts spending all his energy trying to mess with the refs rather than put all the energy into trying to win the game, I mean, that's, that's just frustrating as a fan to watch because – a smart player like him should understand, like, in terms of bigs, they're, 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 they're soft. I mean, they, don't, they just don't have enough body. So it's him and Looney. Looney had to take up all the slack, man. So I, I thought it was best up that he got into his feelings and Looney had to pick up the slack for him. I mean, you know, and this ain't the first time that Draymond's been doing that, man. But, you know, that, that, those are a couple things. And then um, last point was, why do you guys think that um, – well, we all know, like David Lee or Damian Lee wasn't playing well, and then he got into it with the refs, and then so Moody got the minutes. But why do you think the coaching staff actually gave uh, Lee all all the GP2's minutes instead of giving it to maybe Kaminga or, or, or Moody? Um, because you could have probably got more production out of those players uh, rather than having Lee out there. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, appreciate it, Chris. And Chris, you know, the last part, I and mean, we've talked a lot about Damian Lee, probably more than we, we really needed to talk about Damian Lee today, considering the, the big win that the Warriors had and where things stand in this series. But I, I will repeat it again. I mean, Damian Lee was getting the minutes because he is a trusted veteran by Steve Kerr and by Stephen and Clay and Draymond as well. I think you can't underestimate that part of it. And I, I think not wanting to put too much too quickly on the plate of Kaminga and or Moody is a big part of the reason why Lee was getting those minutes. And Lee had been, uh, I will say it again, a more productive player than the fans give him credit for being this season and and last season. Uh, And so as far as why he made the switch, I mean, look, I'll say it. We've said it all morning. Lee was terrible last night. I thought last night was as bad as he's been in, in five minutes. And so to me, it was almost – I made a note on my little sheet that, that I you know take notes with during, during the game, Whitey, and I, I, I made a note right in the, in the moment. I think I may have even tweeted, hey, he's probably going to go to Kaminga with the, the shift in the second half. But, I mean, there, to me it was like, okay, I, there's just, it was so bad last night that he thought, all right, I'm just going to give Moody a chance. And it sounds like – I know Anthony Slater wrote about this after the game – that the Warriors, based on the way that Moody played against Dallas 
in that game on March the third in the fourth quarter. They they had him as a as a as a potential go to guy in this series for for a moment, just like the one that he got in. Yeah, real quick in game one, and I know that was one sided, but Damian Lee took one shot, made it, and had five rebounds. That was game one of this series. But I also, and please, if you if you disagree, JD, well, I know you will. Uh, you'll let me know. But it's an important point here because a number of people have said, well, how about put Kaminga in there? Kaminga and Damian Lee are not interchangeable. They're they're different types of players, especially if you're looking at somebody who, uh, as Moody did when when Dallas blitzed uh, Curry earlier this season, you want somebody in the open floor handling the ball. Kaminga doesn't really do that. So if you need someone to play a little guard for you, that's one of the reasons you go Damian Lee over Kaminga. They don't really play the same position. Kaminga has a lot of upside, but they're not the same type of player in that regard. So that's part of it as well. That's why Moody is more that type of player that you can plug in rather than put Kaminga in for Damian Lee in situations where you need someone to play guard a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I I do think it, the the jury's still out on on what Kaminga ultimately is. Does he is he a four or a four five in the future? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Small ball five is he is he a three four in the future? I think Moody is a two three for sure. Yeah, and yeah. and and that's just what he's going to be throughout the the course of his career. Lee typically is is a two three. So. I think, yeah, he is more of a guard wing at this point, where Kaminga is more of a, a wing big, uh, I think, at, at this point. But I do think we don't totally know exactly mm-hmm. what Kaminga is going to become. I think there are some that think, oh, Kaminga is going to be a, th- a, a starting three that will shift to the four in some small ball lineups. I think there are some people that think he might get bigger, and he's a he's a four that maybe plays some five in some small ball lineups with the athleticism, and if he continues to – to grow physically and, and that maybe, you know, based on his offensive game, he may have to be a four five and that would suit him better than sitting out on the perimeter and, and going <sighs> and trying to go by, go by play. That was my goo, by the way, that was my guru <laughs> with the, you know, you stand out. <sighs> yeah. Put, yeah. You know, trying to, trying to cook guys. <laughs> Happy 70th to goo, by the way. I hope you had a great, Great birthday. Uh, 70. But, um, I thought it was 39. I thought he was 39. Oh, 39. Okay. My mistake. My yeah. mistake. We got, we got a little fuzzy math there, Whitey. <laughs> a little fuzzy math. I'm just mad because he said he was from – he said once that I was from Vacaville. Nothing against Vacaville, but I'm oh, from Vallejo. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no. 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 Yeah. Um, it's interesting going forward with Kaminga because, you know, a part of the uh, plan has been hmm, maybe – uh, you know, you mentioned maybe he can be a three. Maybe he can take the Wiggins role at some point. But the way Wiggins is playing, I think the Warriors are much more likely now than they were to commit to, like, we want to keep Wiggins. We want to give him an extension. We want him around. So that could end up altering what they hope they get from Kaminga down the road in his role in the offense and defense. 888-957-9570. That's where Dre in Lemoore weighs in here on Warriors this week. What's going on, Dre? J.D. Whitey, been listening to your show for the last hour and a half or so. Good stuff, guys. I like it. Hey, it was appropriate when you guys came back from um, your last commercial. You're playing a little Aerosmith back in the saddle again. It's nice to see this Dubs team back in the saddle again where they belong. I like that. And um, when you were talking about Robert Parrish, I think I was like in fourth grade or fifth. I, I, I think I remember 
Rick Barry had Robert Parrish shooting the underhand free throws because he was terrible at the line for a while there when he was a rookie. Hmm. Uh, besides that, hey, it was a great game last night. That um, that guy at Dallas thing, I had his name, the guy that scored 30. Um, he Brunson. was fire. Yeah, Brunson, he was on fire. And then uh, the Warriors started making that comeback, and then when Luka hit that three at the end of the half, it kind of took a little wind out of my sails. But give the, the Warriors credit and the team that they are. Like you said, um, Dallas starts missing their shots. They got to get stops on Golden State. And Golden State's driving to the rim. They, they really have no height down there. And a caller called earlier. I see him playing the Celtics. And uh, that's a scary matchup. And I do not like Smart. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a dirty player, but I do think you know, when he when he hit, hurt Curry, it was just a little too aggressive. But what do you guys think smart compared to green? I You know, I love green. I'm not saying they want to get rid of green or whatever happened, but smart is able to score more points. I, I don't know whose game do you think is better. Yeah, well, look, I mean, Smart is more of a more of a scorer if you're comparing the two in that way. I mean, Draymond's more of a, a an offensive playmaker, to, to be sure. And then they're both defensive player of the year caliber defenders. I mean, elite, elite defenders. And, and Marcus Smart highlighting the, the NBA all-defense team. I was a little surprised, and I know Draymond got dinged for not playing as much as maybe others. I was a little surprised to see Draymond not on the first team, NBA all-defensive first team. Obviously, Marcus Smart, number one, as the defensive player of the year. But it was Smart. Mikel Bridges of the Suns, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, and Jaron Jackson Jr., the first team, uh, Bam Adebayo, Drew Holiday, Matisse Teibel, Robert Williams, and Draymond Green uh, of the Warriors, the uh, NBA first team, all or second team all defense. I don't know how Draymond feels about it. I know we were speculating last night. Maybe that's one of the reasons he didn't have a great game. But to me, as, as few games as he was in this year, Second team, all defense. I feel like that, yeah, that that makes sense. He just unfortunately wasn't able to play uh, in as many games as we thought he was going to. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, by the way, I mean, in the last game, you know, he missed the first game for the Celtics against Miami. He had one turnover. So he ran point, and he had one turnover. He's a better scorer right now. Different players. I just think Marcus Smart right now is, I think he's the better player than Draymond right now just because he doesn't have as many miles on him. I remember the last sure. couple of years, you know, J.D., as we would talk about, who would you like to see the Warriors add? And Marcus Smart's name came up here and there, and I think we all agreed, like, oh, my goodness, he would be a great addition for this Warrior team. <laughs> Didn't happen, not going to happen, but you could see, see the fit. Uh, to the caller's point about Luka, um, you know, I'm not – Luka bugs me, and, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But that shot he made at the end of the half last night, that was a tremendous three. And even Reggie Miller says, you know, there you go. There, that's a superstar right there. That was huge. But let me just point out, as I did last night, J.D., if you take Luka's number, 77, turn it upside down, you end up with two L's, which is what the Mavs have so far in the series. Uh, ooh, nice uptick. Uh, Bobby in <laughs> Oakland next here on 95.7 The Game. Let's try and get a couple in before we get to Gary St. Jean. Hey, Bobby, you're on Warriors this week. Hey, hey, great show as always, fellas. Hey, I want to get you off of something. It's something I've been thinking thinking about um, even prior to last night. It seems, I know Kaminga has a higher upside, but it seems like right now 
seems like Moody all around when you consider the defense decisions, rebounds, and so forth, and he, this guy can actually score when he, when he's given a chance. It seems like right now he's a better player than Kaminga, but I think Kaminga has the higher upside. Which get your thoughts on that? And then with Looney, I know you mentioned by his salary going up. The guy's only twenty six, and I, I can only see him getting better. Do you think what are the chances of him coming back to the Warriors next year? We'll get your thoughts on those two items. Yeah, two things, Bobby. On the latter part, I mean, I, I, to me, he probably views it, and it doesn't seem like in a malicious way at all, but he probably views it like he gave the Warriors a hometown discount. I think the Rockets may have offered a little bit more going back to when he re-signed pr- prior, uh, but the man deserves, deserves a raise. I don't think there's much doubt about it. How high do the Warriors go? I think they do have to feel better about the future for Looney physically, which was very much in question right after they signed him the last time. Yeah, and since you he's your guy, you can pay him as much as you want, right? I mean, you're into the luxury tax, but it's you're not capped on it because he's your he's your own free agent. I think you made the point earlier. His last deal was like fifteen for three. So yeah, he's due a big payday. Given how much he obviously loves being there, all he's meant to them. I think there's a really good chance they're going to come to some kind of deal. Um, I don't think Avon Looney's going to ask for the moon, and I don't think he's going to want to go somewhere else. So who knows? But that that that's the way it looks to me. And I agree with Bobby your point about you know Kuminga and Moody. Kuminga appears to have a higher ceiling right now, though. You know, and a lot of this is going to be based going forward on what you need in a particular series. Kuminga's more about upside and maybe getting you going if the offense is really struggling or stalling. Whereas Moody, a 19-year-old last night, you need somebody to play a little defense, handle the ball, handle the pressure. He's just rock solid. And so he was a perfect fit and did a great – he did a great job last night in his nine fourth quarter minutes, J.D. Uh, Moses Moody did an excellent job, and that's the main reason why we're almost certainly going to see more of him in this series. All right, Steve, Greg, Brett, Jeff, we got Gary St. Jean coming up, but we're going to get to the calls before we get to St. on the other side. One final segment straight ahead. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Poole comes up the floor. Two dribbles, got it over to Curry on the left wing. Crowded by Bullock. Screened by Draymond. Curry steps out and fires away. Heat check three. Answered. Wow. Curry now with 20. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Uh, when the heat check threes are going in, the Warriors are awfully tough to beat, Whitey Gleason. Final segment, great show today. Man, this is our sixth hour, basically in the last, what, 14 <laughs> or so? And you know, a little bit of sleep in between. I don't know, I couldn't sleep much last night. So excited about uh, just this series and, and heading to Dallas and the big show and everything. Uh, but man, uh, what a just tremendous uh, being with you today and last night yes. and and everything else man so just good good stuff i know we got some calls and st jeans coming up at, at in about 10 minutes and so we'll keep it rolling here but uh, always a pleasure to get a, a chance to work with you whitey and it's been fun being able to do some post-game shows with you here in the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah and back with you uh tomorrow pregame i believe real quick on heat checks it's funny dylan brooks and i know we're done with him now he's the only guy i think i've ever seen in the nba who takes heat checks even when he's not making shots you know normally <laughs> like you, you don't you take a heat checks like wow you made two in a row. and he's like shoot two air balls and then he'll take a heat check so i'm glad we moved on from him jd he he takes the heat check to try and get himself hot rather than rather, <laughs> yeah, I think so. rather than after, yeah. after he is hot <laughs> uh, that's a great call uh, Steve in Albany is up next here. Let's get uh, Steve and Greg and Brett before we talk to Gary St. Jean. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Bravo performance again today. Thanks for uh, all your contributions. Um, a couple things I noticed yesterday. As, as we know, there's dozens of, of individual plays and elements that affect the outcome of the game. But a couple things I noticed were one was on the positive side and the other kind of, I thought contributed to the deficit in the first half. On the positive side, I thought two-way Wiggs was truly inspiring yesterday. He made so many great basketball plays that you wouldn't necessarily notice by looking at the box score. Every time he attacked the paint, it seemed to lead to something good, whether it was a dish off to somebody for a wide-open shot or that Jordan-esque fly over the paint um, that he got fouled on or when he missed a couple layups, but then Looney tipped in the shot after that. I just love the maturization by him. On the not-so-positive side, I noticed in the first half, I've never seen this before that I can recall. Steph was kind of doing this little bit of a hedge. He wasn't really hedging on the high pick and rolls. He was kind of like darting out for a second and then trying to get back. And that seemed to lead to a lot of wide-open shots by the, uh, by the Mavs in the first half. Every closeout was either non-existent or a little bit late by the Warrior defenders. Anyway, I wonder if you guys have any thoughts on those two things. Thanks again, and keep up the great work. Appreciate the call. Great stuff, Steve. Yeah, the, the Warriors changed that up a little. Steve Kirk called a timeout at one point. I think it was Bullock made a three, but he was he was destroying the Warriors in the pick and pop, and, and Curry was was a big part of the problem. That's a, that's a great yeah. observation. Yeah, Wiggins was phenomenal last night, and let's not forget, you know, he didn't have a great offensive night, but three of five from the three-point line, and those were big, big threes that he made. So I'm, I'm with Greg. Wiggins was huge last night. 
from from Steve, let's go to Greg. Greg and Martinez here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Greg. Hey, J.D. and Whitey. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to just my observation of the game last night. I was telling my wife while we were watching the game, I was saying, you know, I've seen this movie before. The Houston Rockets tried it, trying to outshoot the Warriors in threes and close them out and, and try to get a knockout punch. And they shot us right back into the game in the second half. And I just want to say kudos to the Warriors' defense uh, for clamping down the second half and and closing the game out. And just, uh, you know, overall, I, I, I agree with the other caller that the uh, Wiggins play was inspiring. And, and Looney is just an absolute champion. And I, I appreciate Looney so much. And um, I'm just really tired of everybody saying he's an unsung hero. No, he's, he's been here for a while, and he's earned his stripes. And I'm I'm very grateful for Looney and that the Warriors were able to keep him. And I hope they're able to keep him into the future because he's still young and he can contribute more in the future. Yeah, only 26 in, in February. So he's he's still, you know, what, 26 in about three months at this point. He'll play half of next year at, at 26 before he turns 27. So, and I think we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, Whitey, the fact that physically – he made some changes. We had Mark Medina on who wrote about some of the, the dietary changes and, and fitness changes that he made to try and make himself more durable and, and correct some of the issues physically that he was having. I think he projects to be better physically over the next three years than maybe he would have three, four years ago. Yeah, it's a great article if you get a chance to check that out. By the way, I apologize because the previous caller, Steve, I referred to him as Greg. So my apologies to Steve and to Greg. But uh, Steve, as far as the Warrior defense, real quickly, one of the issues they had at times last night in the first half, I know Anthony Slater detailed this, they actually were not clear a time or two on are we in zone or man-to-man here. So they got caught. I think Looney got caught no man's land. So that was one of the issues as well why Dallas was getting so many. You're right about you know Steph Hedging and Bullock putting Steph in compromising positions, but also they were not sure a couple times last night which defense they were in, and Dallas took advantage of that too. Mm-hmm. Nope, great, great observation. Brett in Redwood City before we get to Gary St. Jean here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Brett. Oh, we lost Brett. 888-957-9570. Uh, we, we can go ahead and, and – Brian, I know if you want to call Saint, we can get Saint on here at at any point. We got about uh, fourteen, fifteen minutes or so to go here, and uh, coming up at the top of the one o'clock hour, Dan Devone and Evan Giddings, good guy Evan Giddings uh, with Devone. Looking forward mm-hmm. to that, Evan. Of course, uh, the fine producer during the week of the Steiny and Guru Show, so that should be a lot of fun. And we're keeping the Warriors conversation rolling on into the afternoon. Uh, all the way up until 5 o'clock. So uh, Evan joining Dan Devone, and that's coming up here at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Yeah, and then, J.D., you'll be in uh, Dallas before you know it. What do you think the Warriors' job won for them when they go into Dallas tomorrow? Uh, What do you think is the single most important thing they want to get accomplished in Game 3 to have a chance to take a 3-0 lead? Absorb the first 8 to 12 Mm. minutes without getting down 15 to 20. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think is always, I mean, you know, anytime there's a blowout in game one, typically game two goes completely the other way. I don't think anybody was surprised that the Mavs were, were much more competitive based on the way game one went in, in last night's game. Uh, I think anytime a team 
down 0-2 goes home, if they've got anything to them at all, and I think that Mavs have a lot to them, and they've proven that with the way that they've played in, in the playoffs and, and the comeback that they had against Phoenix in the last series. Any team down 0-2 going home is going to play as desperate as humanly possible in, in that game. And so I think the force by which the Mavs played is nothing compared to what the Warriors are going to face tomorrow. And, and and Dallas can be a pretty hostile environment, kind of an underrated crowd, I, I think. Uh, my It'll be my first time uh, go, going mm-hmm. to Dallas and covering a game in Dallas. But from the television and from talking to people around the league, that that's a pretty – Pretty raucous crowd, and that's going to be an 8 o'clock tip. 6 o'clock here, but 8 o'clock there. So especially for tomorrow, the folks in Big D are going to have a shot to really get nice and lubed up and ready and rowdy for that one. So withstand the first quarter punch, I think, is huge tomorrow. And just kind of just kind of hang around. And maintain composure, not only with the officials, but also, as you say, with a hostile crowd. The Warriors had issues with composure Last night, they even had a little bit with the officials in the first game, which was a blowout, which is what concerns me. If you're getting Jordan Poole, I think, got teed up in the first game. Um, if you're getting teed up, you know, in a game that you won as as easily as they won the first game, little concerned about that. Obviously, the Warriors are more are keenly aware of that, the need for that than I am. But that's maintain your composure. And the one thing you know about Dallas is they they don't guard you very well. At least they haven't to this point. So you fall behind, you know, you can get back into the game because they have not been able to stop you when they need to. All right, before we uh, close out the show here, let's let's get to uh, the saintly one, the great Gary St. Jean joining us here on 95.7 The Game, our uh, Warriors analyst. Uh, Saint, long time no chat. How, how are you doing, my man? Good to talk to you. Well, guys, I'm doing great. Uh, 2-0, and great start. You held serve and uh, terrific performances. And as you noted, now off the big D. Yeah, let, let's just start with, with Kevon Looney, Saint. I mean, my goodness, if, if there is a, a complaint from the fans that is louder than any other during a Warriors season, at least this past Warriors season or the one that's ongoing, it's they don't have a big. They need a big. Why didn't they go get a big? They have to have a big. They, they don't have enough bigs, Saint. Well, Kevon Looney is playing like a Big time, big man for this team. Just when they need it the most, what 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 has gone into his success in in the playoffs to a greater extent than even in the regular season? Health, experience, intelligence, basketball IQ. This guy's gone through a heck of a run. Uh, you know, suspect being drafted, his health then, hip issues first couple of years. You know, we knew about the long arms, big hands good basketball IQ, good feel for the game. It's all come together. He plays 82 games, and uh, the icing on the cake has been these two games. You know, it, it, the, the league has changed so much. We don't have predominant low post play. We're playing in a, a five-out kind of game. You know, you used to play a low post and wings and guards, and that's all gone. So I think he's today's modern big, and – He's arguably played a couple of games that have been the best in his career. And I think everybody is thrilled for the guy. It's just terrific to watch. And I, to me, guys, I thought Dinwiddie and Poole were the wild cards. You know, who plays best, that team wins. But the way that Looney's playing and Wiggins, it makes them a complete unit. And then with Poole and Porter coming off the bench, I, I'm just really 
looking at the Warriors, thinking they're they're peaking at the right time. Saint, you being such a student of the game, I wanted to point this out. You may already be aware of this, but Kevon Looney, the first Warrior center to go 2010 in a playoff game since April 14th, 1977, when the Chief Robert Parrish did oh. it coming off the bench uh, in a 138-108 wow. win over over the Pistons. That's just incredible. But um, uh, so I wanted to yeah wow. point that out. But how about how about um, Moses Moody? And the fourth quarter that Moses Moody gave the Warriors last night. But that's the beauty of Steve Kerr. And I, I'm going to echo the words of uh, Jason Kidd. I'm sure you guys read them. This is a coach's superstar in the NBA circles. I'm tired of listening to people criticizing Steve. We are blessed to have him. He's in the category of Bill Walsh and John Madden and all the great coaches, Tony LaRussa that we've had here in the Bay Area. He's so special. And to put the icing on the cake, did you see him hug Looney last night? Mm-hmm. That was, mm-hmm. oh, that was beautiful, player and coach. And him, just, all right, so to your point, him even putting him in the game. How about that? I just thought that was amazing. That came out of left field, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wow, and it wasn't too big a moment for him. He did a nice job. Yeah, and Saint, I was going to actually ask you uh, along that specific line of what you just said. How how like would would you have had the guts to throw him in the game when he hadn't played that night, but really hadn't played any meaningful minutes in the whole in the whole playoffs? Like that that takes a little bit of guts to do, doesn't it? Yeah, you can use a lot of different words. You know, what is it in Italian? It's guglions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was blown away. And you know what? Maybe they felt better about him than Lee. And at that point, they wanted a wing defender. And, uh, you know, he came in. You know, I just – he looked poised. Uh, and, you know, the, the future's so bright with he and Kaminga, Poole, uh, Weissman and that kind of thing. But what a moment for that young guy. I mean, that place was rocking. And that, that was a, a, a great, uh, great time. Saying, I'm just wondering here as you're talking, if when you were a coach, if you ever enjoyed an embrace like we saw from Curran Looney, uh, if you ever had that kind of embrace with a Paul Mokeski or a Olden Polonese, but um, yeah, I, it's maybe OP a different for sure. Yeah, different story for a different time. <laughs> I'm having a beautiful morning. Why do you guys have to one of my all-time favorite players? What? What about? What about? Uh, hey, uh, Saint. What about I, Allah Abdel Nabi? There you, there's another one. You know, I, I got a picture hugging uh, Sharunas Marshallonis and Tyrone Hill. Nice. And uh, it was a playoff warrior game. And, and you know, th- that's why you do it. You're doing something you love, but it's about the people, the players, the competition, your fellow coaches. And, uh, man, that, that's there's nothing quite like it. it, it it's really, really special. I, you know, and I watched Mike Brown with one moment. He was talking to uh, trying to get in Draymond's head a little bit to calm down. And, uh, you know, it's those moments that you just cherish. They're just so, so special. Hey, Saint, at the risk of oversimplifying here, the Warriors are getting to the basket. Dallas uh, is not. So how do the Mavs go about trying to change that in game three? Well, when you look at this, the first half of game one, uh, the Mavs were doing okay for a road game. And then it was a 10 third period. And last night, they're shooting the lights out, and then you get to the third period, and oh my gosh, the Warriors scored more paint points 
than the Mavs scored in the whole quarter. And, you know, I thought Jason said it well. They lived and died by the three. He wants more penetration. This, to me, why the game has changed so much. This dribble penetration is so important. Paint touches. Now, if you get paint touches and you pitch out for threes, the defense is contracted. But if you make paint touches and you can get to the rim like Steph did, like Poole did, like like Clay without the ball cutting and getting backdoor cuts, now the defense is, is bewildered because now you better watch out on the perimeter with Steph. I don't know about you guys, but I could feel the first three minutes in the game that he had. He had that feel last night. You know, I thought he was going to have a big game. And uh, to me, that, that's the difference. Listen, Brunson and, and, uh, and Luca were great. And I gave Bullock a pretty good grade. But the rest of the guys uh, really, you know, that's why you look at Looney and you look at Wiggins and you look at Poole and look at their cast. Powell and Kleber were nowhere. Smith was nowhere. Dinwiddie was nowhere. Hey, that's why the Warriors are a team. And they not only can shoot the three, which they've only taken half as many attempts, but it's their movement without the ball. They move the ball and move people. There's nobody in the NBA that does it like the Warriors when they're, when they're playing like this. That's why it's so beautiful to watch, and it's really tough to guard. There's nobody else like that. So the Mavs, they got to hope Dinwiddie plays better. Stop crying to the refs. I'm tired. Too many guys are crying to the refs, led by Draymond. Too much. You know, I know you're up for the game, but you guys touched on it when I came on. It's about composure, and uh, and you compete, and uh, it, it's it can be too much. And I'll tell you what, you wear on the rest. In the old days, I, w- I was telling my wife yesterday, in the old days, you guys know uh, when you went to elementary school and you had the crossing guard and they put mm-hmm. up their hand, stop the cars. Right. That's what the refs used to do. Whether it was Earl Strom, whether it was Jake O'Donnell, whether it was Jack Madden, all the great refs. Joey Crawford, put your hand up. I've heard enough. That's it. And that was it. The judge spoke, and you were done. They're getting away with too much as far as I'm concerned. I would have thrown them out. Yeah, and I think that you could make a case last night with Draymond in particular that on another night, maybe with a different official that there wasn't a history with, maybe he would have been thrown out of that game. Good point. Uh, point. But but I I think there was a little bit of leeway, maybe extra leeway shown because it was the same official going back to the the game in the Memphis series when he got thrown out uh, of of that game. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Well, how about about the call with Bertans and Poole? In front of mm-hmm. the bench, uh, or Lee, right? That was, Lee, that was Lee. Excuse me, that was nothing. Right. I I don't know anyway, but I, I sure am enjoying watching him play. And I guys, I'm going to tell you what I, I feel right now. This is going to be four or five games. Uh, don't tell my son that. You guys know he's coaching down there in Dallas. <laughs> uh, I've got to be positive right. with him. But uh, well, they've hit a buzz. They've hit a buzzsaw. And uh, listen, we know. They're, they're a heck of a team. They've overachieved as far as I'm concerned. And uh, But going down there, you guys make a great point. They've been 0-2 in both series, and they've gone down there, and they've, they've won a couple games. Yeah, so they've been in, in good shape and come back in the, against the Suns. St. Great stuff. We're, we're up against it a little bit. Thanks for the time. Okay, guys. But, uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Do it. You got it. Good luck. All right, the great Gary St. Jean joining us here on 95-7. The game, excuse me, Whitey. Yeah. 
<coughs> you all right there, uh, JD? One, about, yeah, yeah, about about. I made it. I made it through the whole show and got <laughs> got a little little of the scratchy scratchy throat there for just a second. Uh, but uh, yeah, about a minute to go. So just final final thoughts on this before we hand it off to Devone and Evan. I think uh, for Dallas, the focus tomorrow is coming out more physically, continuing to make shots, getting to the basket, and the Warriors, if they maintain their composure, uh, they just have to take what Dallas gives them. Dallas can't guard the Warriors, so whatever they take away, they're going to give you something on the other end. And Steph addressed this last night. If the Warriors are patient and if they don't, you know, if they react rather than making up their mind offensively what they're going to do before they do it, I don't think Dallas can guard them. And who knows? We, we may not have another game in this series at Chase. Whitey, great stuff as always. Excellent work by Brian uh, putting this show together. A couple of guests working the phones, doing everything. Wonderful job there. We're back tomorrow, 4.30 with Warriors Live. I know you're on uh, with Kyle Madsen, right, in the afternoon leading up to Warriors Live, and then you're going to hang around with me uh, as I'm headed to Dallas. Good stuff. We'll talk tomorrow, Whitey. Absolutely. Have a good flight, J.D. All right, Devone and Evan next right here, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.